do you as a man know that for me in particular that what i seek is simply emotional connection and affection Yes. Whether you understand how to, that's not my question. Whether you grew up doing that or seeing that, the question is, do you know that that is a need? Yes. And the reason why I ask that question is because if men know that that is typically what women are looking for, Mm -hmm. then it's like, why do y'all take the stance of, well, I'm just not an affectionate person? You know what I'm saying? It's like, y'all would know that that's what we desire, know that that's what we need, but the response is, but I'm just not an affectionate person. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how could you know that and choose to remain just not affectionate? What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, we're talking his needs, her needs. His needs, her needs. We're back for another episode, episode two. Episode two, season um, three. Season three. Um, so his needs, her needs is something that I think is really, really important to talk about because one of the reasons why we wanted to start our podcast was kind of to not shed light on the differences between men and women, but be able to have conversations to talk about those differences and those uh, different perspectives so that we can kind of be more enlightened on and in tune with what's going on in a man's head and, you know, vice versa. Um, So what, I guess, about his needs, her needs, it came from a book, so you can kind of talk about that. I mean, when you you first came to me about his needs, her needs, I was intrigued because I'm like, okay, this is obviously a book that helps you learn more about each other and, uh, you know, and about your relationship. Our needs as men has sometimes don't, don't feel like they're being fulfilled mm-hmm. or they are being fulfilled and we don't know to what capacity. Mm-hmm. And if for women, uh, why your needs may not be fulfilled in a relationship and how we can cause some strife and how we can uh, be better for each other mm-hmm. uh, to be better, you know, to be better together. So, it, it, I mean, it, it goes through a whole, whole monologue about how uh, having a love bank, like you build up your love bank based on, you know, you going on these dates uh, you're doing all this stuff before, you know, you, you get married. And, and then there is a certain point in time uh, when you do get married or in your relationship where you hit a wall where, okay, maybe you're having kids or, or something in your life is changing, that's changing the dichotomy of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it starts taking away from your love bank for each other. So little things can cause strife in your relationship. Maybe it's lack of communication. Yeah. Maybe it's lack of, lack of affection and all these different things. You're you're having mental notes as to okay she didn't okay he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't uh, he was intimate with me tonight mm-hmm. so that that took it right there that that takes away from your love bank and then if it continues to happen then you see you see you just start you start drawing yourself back from your spouse so basically. And, and I guess let's say partner in this sense because everybody's not necessarily married yeah, partner, to our yeah. podcast. But so basically what's happening is as we're dating or as we're friends or, you know, developing our relationship, um, you are making consistent deposits into this bank. Correct. Um, Correct. This love bank. And then, uh, you know, you got the honeymoon phase, newlyweds, et cetera, et cetera. But then there are moments in time where now your love bank starts to take withdrawals versus consistent deposits. Exactly. And the deposits become decreasingly lower. 
And so this causes rifts and stripes. And I think the issue, I think the reason why most of that happens is always, you know, I talk about it a lot, is due to lack of communication and, mm-hmm. and how we're talking about it. But what this book did for me was really to help me understand that we're often saying things to each other we're often having conversations with each other but because we speak two totally different languages like there's another book called um women are from men are women are from venus men are from mars or something like that and so it's like it's literally like we literally are in two different worlds and so when we're having conversations at times they're like it doesn't make sense and having books like this that kind of break it down to help you understand what your significant other is saying to you mm-hmm. helps you now be able to make adjustments because I get what you're saying and the, the stuff that's being said ain't stuff that we don't know it's not stuff that we haven't even said to each other or you know we've said in, amongst our group of friends with our girls or with uh, your guys or whatever like that it's not that the conversation is even different it's that we're now able to understand what is being got at by the other person, if <laughs> right. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they they talk about men and women and their different needs, and there's ten there's ten basic needs that everyone that everyone needs in their life and in yeah. a relationship. But it said there's five there's five of them each that men and women need the most and find the most important. And the strife comes from that whatever I feel like is the most important to me is the least important to women. Facts. And then vice versa. The most important to women is the least important for men. So what happens is if affection is your number one need, right? Mm-hmm. It's the most least important thing to me. So I give less of I give so less of that mm-hmm. that now those withdrawals come from your love bank because I'm not meeting that need, but yeah. it's also not at the top of my list. Got you. But I think that's the part that we know, but Let's just get into the whole thing, right? Okay. And you've already touched on it. Like, the very first thing that it says that she can't do without is affection. And as women, it's like we want to feel emotionally connected to our man. And that, for us, comes by way of affection. And it says that, uh, in the book it said in particular, most women, affection symbolizes security, protection, comfort, and approval. It's vitally important commodities in our eyes. And when a husband, I mean, when a, when a, when a man shows the woman affection, he's sending the following messages i care about you you're important to me and i don't want anything to happen to you and i'm concerned about the problems you face and i want to help you overcome them and so i think when this is what i'm talking about like the communication barrier is you're not affectionate or you're emotionless or i don't feel connected to you and all that stuff like that and all y'all hear is well and this is my opinion this is not my opinion. This is actually based off of our life. But it's like when we say, I don't feel emotionally filled up or I don't feel connected to you or you didn't put, you know, deposit into my love bank, y'all hear some combativeness where it's like, why do I have to do that just so that we can have sex? Why do I have to do that? Because it's like your need is more so on the physical side. Well, it isn't more so. It is the physical and ours is affection. And so, you know, I feel like men know that though, right? We that, do. Like, what do, you, what do you mean we know? Like, you know that we seek emotional connections. We do. See, the thing is, because we have, we've never, we haven't gone through life wanting that need or needing that need to be filled. Mm-hmm. We also don't know how to fill it in a sense. No, that's not the question. What do you mean? What I'm saying is, do you, as a man, know that women, right? Mm-hmm. Your wife, for me in particular, do you know as a man that what I seek is simply connection, emotional, you know, connection and affection? 
Yes. Whether you understand how to, that's not my question. Whether you grew up doing that or seeing that, the question is, do you know that that is a need? Yes. And we the reason why I ask that question is because if men know that that is typically what women are looking for, mm-hmm. then it's like, why do y'all take the stance of, well, I'm just not an affectionate person? You know what I'm saying? It's like, y'all would know that that's what we desire, know that that's what we need, but the response is, but I'm just not an affectionate person. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how could you know that and choose to remain just not affectionate? It's I, one thing to acknowledge, but to but stay. But I think it's subjective. I, I think it's subjective in each woman is different like as far as what you what you consider as affection he may not know what that is for you you know what i'm saying like okay i have an idea what affection might be but if what is it exactly for you and i don't think women also voice it enough not in the sense of like y'all voice like i want affection but i'm saying are you specific men are black and white and, and I understand that, but I rarely hear, even when I talk to my friends who who say the same thing, like, oh, my man is not, they, they, he says he's just not affectionate. Even when that's said, what you just said was, well, have she, have you, if he says that, well, maybe they just don't know what affection is for you. But mm-hmm. it's like, what man has ever, it took, you just asked me that this year. Mm-hmm. What does affection look, what's intimacy to you? What's affection to you? You just asked me that this year, and we've been together for almost 10 years. And so how often is that even a question what I'm saying is if you know that's what I need, right, mm-hmm. and your stance is, and not you in particular, but if a man's stance is I'm just not the affectionate type, do you now seek to learn or do you sit in? Cause See, I, that's the issue. You know what I'm saying? Men, we don't seek to learn. And for me, when I asked you that question, I was seeking to learn more. Because, you know, I, we went out on dates and I've said to you, like, I want to continue to learn you. Mm-hmm. And especially around this, you know, age 29, 30, mm-hmm. I just became – more curious you know what i'm saying and and maybe it has to do a lot with maturity as well yeah but wanting to learn you more and learn and explore you know what makes you happy and things like that like i was asking a question because i was i genuinely wanted to learn Mm -hmm. and i think men we we are not intentional enough about wanting to learn yeah from our significant other of those things and sometimes we rather not ask because you know it's easier not to Mm -hmm. if once I know, now I have to deliver on that. And if if I'm not, if I can't, not that I can't, but if I'm not bringing that that capacity to you, now 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 it's on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that, all that is is accountability too. But I really feel like we're just not intentional enough about doing it mm-hmm. and asking the question of, okay, what does intimacy look like for you? Uh, what is your your number one emotional need from me? And how can I be better at it? I have, I don't know many men that would ask their woman that. But that's where I feel like women, we end up with the the issue where now when it comes to sex and it's all this stuff like that. And this, and a man says, like Alex said this in, in the men's podcast last, last season. He was like, I need this. I, and y'all all gathered around. We needed to eat and breathe. <laughs> like, I needed to eat. And it's like when I hear that, it's like I understand that what you're saying is I need sex. What I'm saying is I need to feel connected. I need to feel loved. And so it's like. Y'all hate when we bring it up this way because you and I just recently had this conversation in regards to it's 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 always a back and forth when it's said this way. But when we say we need more affection, we say we need more intimacy, we say we want to feel more connected emotionally. Your response to that is, but why do you need that for me to have sex? Yes. 
why is that the response when it's like you know that that is what makes me connected to now feel like I want to have sex with you? Um, I don't fully know, but I, I think it's I think one that it takes that takes a lot more work it's <laughs> to be connected to 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 try to to be to try to get closer and be connected does take longer for but when a man is horny he's horny he just wants it right then you see what i'm saying like it's not it's not emotional it has nothing to do with emotion it it's a genuine need and in the book he talked about how there was a study that he did or or that he read about where they gave women either a pill or they gave them some kind of uh mm-hmm. something some supplement or something like that that heightened their their libido to a man's libido for I think 24 hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. These women, all of them, said they never want to experience that again. <laughs> and I don't, but that's the thing. It's not that we don't no believe you. It's not that we don't believe you, but it's like, if you know that you have high testosterone, then it's like, why wouldn't you be more intentional to be actively seeking to do that so that you can get your need met more? And I think that's where it comes in when y'all are like, why do I have to do that to get my needs met? And I'm like, because your need and my need are both priorities for each of us. Yeah, so I want you to think about it like this. If I'm if I'm horny five times throughout the day and I have to meet your emotional need five times throughout the day, I would feel drained completely, right? So no, just listen to me. So for men, it's like I'm horny right now. I'm not I I'm not thinking about and, and this is true, we're not thinking about I need to meet her emotional need first for her to for her to Here's want to reciprocate. Said, I'm glad you said that. This for me. I'm glad you said that. Why? The reason I'm glad you said that is because what you're saying it is, is is as if you're doing it for that moment. What we're saying is it doesn't have to be for the moment that you're horny. It's prior to that, so that when that moment comes, there's no second thought about it because I am filled up. I do want to now reciprocate that. I do want to show my love in that way. Does that make sense? Like and. So the way you just put it is probably the issue is because you're thinking, okay, okay, I'm horny right now. Let me go. Ooh, you're so cute. Oh my gosh, how's your day? Mm, kiss on your forehead. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right, yeah. no, it's not. It's not at that moment. It's prior to that moment. That's why in that moment you feel the resistance because you're like, oh my god, like it's time now. And so that's where we're always talking about. You didn't fill up my love bank because the love bank runneth over okay like i just feel like that's something that's always if it's always being deposited in that's why when before you married it's easier to do you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. you're taking me on dates you 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 i think the problem is and and you know my married my married wife friends can probably attest to that is that and of course you know you talking you implementing full-time jobs you implementing kids we you know there's a lot more to it where we can't just say this is y'all argument all the time is that i can't take you out on as many dates as i want to have sex with you though and it's like that's not the point. It's the intentionality and the and the attention to detail. And this right. is what it says, right. right? In most cases, right? In most cases, a woman needs to feel emotionally bonded with her man before she has sex with him. Sex for her becomes a physical expression of the emotional bond. She achieves this feeling through the exchange of affection and undivided attention. So it's saying that when we give you the attention you desire we want to reciprocate it with your need right but i still feel like i still i still feel like this is going to be strife though 
I feel like there's all there's always going to be an imbalance. I agree, mm. um, especially when you do start incorporating stuff like kids and all this stuff, careers and you know building businesses, etc. I always feel like there will be an imbalance, but I think the act the the absent part is that there's more women to me that are willing to meet their man's need then the man is willing to be intentional about focusing on what she would need in order for that to never have to continue at least to be a question you think that i do because it's like i'm now i'm more intentional now i'm more i'm more uh what do you call it i'm more cognizant like i pay more attention to the time frames i pay more attention to the types i pay more attention to your mood i pay more attention to my um, like how I show you what, or how I give you what you need with or without what I need. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we just were talking about this the other day where we went out of town for, um, my uncle's funeral. So we were going to, and it was around the same time as Thanksgiving. Yep. And I'm like, I need time with you. I need time without the baby. I just need some <laughs> intimate connecting time with you. Can we make sure I said, Please make sure while we are home and your parents, my parents, we have opportunity to have babysitters. Please make sure you take me out. And it was a request. You know what I'm saying? Not an ultimatum, but it was a request. So it's like I'm now paying attention to are you paying attention to what I'm telling you I literally need right now? Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so when we end up getting an argument in regards to his need and her need, your need for sex, right? Con- mm-hmm. a consistent sex or, or more sex and my need for like, nigga, I literally asked you for one thing right, right, right. that you did not do. I don't understand like how you could even be mad at me <laughs> for frequency when you didn't even do the one thing I asked of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what we're talking about like being intentional or like focusing on that level of intimacy and affection and because it literally says that is what shows us security, protection, comfort and that you literally just care. See, who's the thing though? When so does it have to start with man being there for woman in order for man to have no, because you acting you know, like you're it not, sounds like it. it I mean, it no, sounds because like because that would insinuate that you literally aren't having sex ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like for you to say that to say that it's it's based off of a man uh, coming, you know, starting the whole ordeal. That would insinuate that you haven't had sex in forever, and that ain't true. No, no, I'm 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 just saying for men in general because if if we think about statistic wise, most men are sexually deprived. Who's statistics? I'm just playing. <laughs> of the world, you know, what I'm like I think there, there was a study. I think it's, it's you know, it, it's like over seventy percent of men haven't had sex in over a year. So most men are sexually deprived, whether they're in a relationship, whether they're married, whether they're single. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that men have to men have to come to the woman first and meet her emotional need in order for their the appetite to be fed. But when you take a woman out, 
right? When you start to court somebody, you see somebody you want to take them out and you ultimately still want to get your knee met if you're a single man, right? Mm -hmm. You're not about to, like the date is feeling, filling up that bank though. Like it's different, of course, in marriage, there are different ways that you can do that. But you know what I'm saying? When was the last time that you think about, all right, cool, when, when we were in college or when I was in college and um, she was at home, you, I wake up to a long test just thinking about you. I just love you so much. <laughs> I mean, you just mean the world to me. You know That's what I'm so saying? Funny. Like, But those are the things that are happening in dating. And so the whole point of the book and what you talked about with the love bank is that this is what happens and this is what you've now made me privy to. You've made me used to this. And so when that stops, you acting like – like, I feel like when that conversation yeah. happens, it's like you're not acting like the things that I'm now. You made me used to that. Yeah, that's what I think that's what makes marriage work is because now we we wasn't together every day. Right. You know, when we were dating and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. obviously the heart grows fonder. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we were, but we were, but we wasn't in each other's space every yeah. day. It's so different when it comes to being married. You know Especially what I'm saying? Especially in 2022 when everybody's at home all the time. <laughs> Work <laughs> I mean, from home, too. business from home, home from home. So, so it's, it's, it's so much harder when it comes to marriage. So that's where the work has to begin. And I think a lot of that has to come with uh, maturity and the want to. And, I, and I'll be honest, I don't think a lot of men want to. Want to learn, want to grow in that area or, or be more communicative. And but I also think more women don't they, they say they want a man to do that so they can meet that man's need more. But I still don't think they would be meeting that man's need in that way if that was to even if they were to get that need met. I don't think so. I really don't. I really do, though, because I don't. because there's such an imbalance. There's such an imbalance when y'all don't need it as much as this naturally. So you're talking about from a from a frequency standpoint. Frequency, all that. Yes, yes. From Are you talking quantitative? Yes, because I, I mean, you so y'all could physically you, have sex as correct, many times so as many. So if you took want. me out on a date once a week, mm -hmm. I you now expect sex how many times a week? <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, what is that? What, so you're saying that so I'm not saying that I need date a, a to, date to sex ratio. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it sounds like it though. It's not though, but that's what it's. That's what you're saying. You're saying like even if a man starts to text you and take you out, mm -hmm. you're not gonna have sex with him as much as. That. Let's get to the sex I, part. I, I, I just want people to understand that this this is why the book was written and why they said whatever whatever the woman needs emotionally the most men need it the least and this is why the problem lies is because yes y'all want to be courted y'all want you know you want your emotional need met you want to have these affectionate conversation conversations you want us to be more affectionate and that is the last thing that's on our mind but the first thing is sex and that's the last thing on y'all's so this is why the strife is there is because we can never come to a common ground on this until so until we're willing to and they talk about in his book, and I don't know if we want to get into that yet, but he talked about being being happy doing things for your spouse. Yes. That you don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? That you no, wouldn't that's, necessarily that's, want to do. But that was my whole point, though. It's like, like with, the the, with the whole thing with the take me out while we actually don't have to consider. You know what I'm saying? Our date nights, if we, we've we've established date night back in 2020, early 2020, to make sure that because we were built, you know, running a business at the time that was very people consuming, time consuming, and we were always with people to take that time to unplug from the business, to be able to spend time with each other, to continue to learn each other. 
other. And so it's like that did significantly change once we had a child because we don't live in a place where we have somebody that can watch them all the time. We can't drop them off at grandma's. Sometimes I do wish that we could move back home and that way we would have your whole family, my whole family, mm-hmm. a, a lot of our friends. You know what I'm saying? We would have hella help. You know what I'm saying? But in that moment, it was like, here's what I need to feel, you know what I'm saying, for to be filled up. Because what I'm saying is now I'm deprived. I'm not saying that that didn't even mean that you were sexually deprived. You may not be at your frequently whatever the hell <laughs> you're saying with the quantitative aspect. But I'm like, this one thing is what I do need. Right. And that one thing still wasn't met. How am I supposed to feel in that moment? Right. I understand. You know what I mean? But my question for you is. How do you feel like you rank on the affectionate scale? Affectionate wise, I think, like you talking about one out of ten. I mean, if that's what if ten being very affectionate. I think affectionate wise, I think I'm I'm rather affectionate. I think I would be probably like a seven eight. What would you rate me? <laughs> I think you're. I think you're like a strong six. Six. Okay. So this is. So this is. This is a good. This is a good point. What is affection for? Not. Only for you, but also for women in general, what what do y'all consider affection? For me in in particular, I think, well, I'll say for women. For women, it's for us to not feel, I think, okay, let me get my thoughts together. No, it's the okay. The issue is when men think affection, they get it confused. I wrote this down because I, I didn't want to forget it. They confuse it with admiration. And, and what is admiration to y'all? Like, admiration is the communication of appreciation. Like, damn, baby, you look good. Gotcha. Ooh, you you. What you say to me the other day? You you cooked uh, breakfast in them little short. Like you did all this stuff. And yeah, so yeah. sometimes what y'all think affection, you know, is like sharing your appreciation of how I am and how I look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus, you know, focusing on the communication of how you care. For, like, do you care about me? You know what I'm saying? Do you care about what's going on with me? Do you care about my my thoughts? Do you care about what's troubling me or what what's what I'm excited about? Do you want to sit and have a and and we'll get into conversation. Let me ask you this: How often do I ask you how are you? You ask me that often. Okay, okay, okay. You ask me that often, but is that considered affection to you though? It is a it, it okay. is affection to me. Right. Um, and, but we'll get into the other the other thing that it says she can't live without is community is is like intimate conversation Mm -hmm. and so affection being communicating your level of care for me where it's also talking about like yo how how do you see me like when i'm troubled as a wife do like Mm -hmm. even seeing that i need to my wife needs time like i think since i became a mom your affection level has significantly increased okay um because it's like I know you need this time. I, I'm showing you that I care for you. I'm asking you the questions that I need. I'm, I'm making sure that you know that I value what it is that you value. I value what it is that you are, who it is that you are, and what it is that you're doing, how you're doing it. How can I help you now achieve those things? Those are a part of affection, things that don't have anything to do with my physicality, though. I think that's the part when people, when men think, you know, when you think of words of affirmation. So is it gestures? Is it more so gestures? It's, like- it's, 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 it's an emotional connection. And when y'all think emotional, I think you don't think, I think typically men think of utilizing their words to affirm you as a woman, which typically ends up being sexual advances verbally, basically. <laughs> versus, okay. you know what I'm saying? Versus like connect, like, you ever heard Do you see what a dilemma is for men, though? 
because if if those if the admiration wasn't given, do you see what the dilemma is for men? Where if we if we do not give admiration, or if our admiration for you decreases, then you also feel like like you're not being sexually desired, which also creates a, a issue for us. And to not get it even more. That's every time that this is a conversation, that's how the man responds. Is like, well, if I, you don't want me to tell you how sexy you look, you want me to tell you how, how good you look. It's like, no, I don't want you to not tell me that. I'm just saying that that's not making me feel affectionately loved. So women want balance when it comes to. It just has to be both. But so we gotta get our game better, it. man. Think about it. If you had to look at a scale, are men more when they think of affection? Are they more on the damn it? You look good today. I tell you, you, look, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you had to put that on the scale. So what's the difference from admiration and affection? Give me. All right. So if I say how you look good today, mm -hmm. that's admiration. Yes. Okay. So you admire. It says you admire. Uh, it's the communication of appreciation, value, and respect. So what would be an affectionate example? Because I want men to be able to take away from this. Mm -hmm. Like you could utilize this in in their. It's sometimes just like, baby, how can I help you today? Got it. What do you What do you need from me? Going at like, how often does a woman focus on what her man needs from a visionary perspective? Like, baby, what we got to do to get you get your your goals accomplished? Does a man think to ask? Like, what are your 2023 goals? Y'all hate that women be like, what, what are your long term goals? What are your short term goals? But it's like, I want you to want to know where I want to see myself. Mm -hmm. It's caring about me as a person, not just at of my myself. I got you. No, I, I see exactly where you're going. Yeah. Right. That's this is good. This is this is great. I hope I hope y'all are catching this. This is good. These are gems. These are gems. So that we all need, man. We kinda already touched on what he needs, but you know, I want to be able to give you the opportunity to go in depth for women because the same way, you know, you just asked me to share for men to, you know, make sure they understand what affection could look like for their woman or the questions to ask to make sure they understand it. I feel like it's only right for you to be able to do the same thing to help women understand the necessity <laughs> of sex for a man because we don't get that. Every time a nigga say, <laughs> I need it, you don't understand. I think about it a million times a day. You couldn't even fulfill my need as much as I think. I think it's important for us to really, this is because it helped me reading this book, like understand it from a male perspective. Yeah, I don't even know if, like, yeah, they say sexual fulfillment is the number one need for men and that he limits his sexual experience when he decides to agree to one, to one woman for the rest of his life in marriage. So it's saying that Women, women could really never really understand uh, the need of, of a man's sexuality because what it talked about in the book is that y'all don't explore your sexuality as early or as often as men have when they grow. You know, in their teen years, men have already ex started exploring themselves sexually. And because it's so frowned upon on women, you know what I'm saying? Like, society puts this this pressure on women to to suppress their sexuality for so long that you feel awkward. They say that women feel awkward 100%. when it comes to like, how can I meet this man's sexual need when I don't even know what the hell I need from sex? You no, know what I'm saying? hundred percent. I could personally say like, I a hundred percent don't feel like I really understood myself sexually until probably after I had, after I was trying to get back postpartum. Wow. Because you know, like you're not even just talking about sexually as a woman from exploring later in life, but especially those of us that grew up in the church, 
where I just recently, I don't know who I was talking to. I was talking to you and somebody else where I was talking about when I grew up, um, there was a, I feel like I was in high school and we had like a summer where the youth group did this thing called the silver ring thing. It was a purity class. And, and then I went out of town. I used to spend the summers in um, Nashville. And so I spent two weeks in Nashville. And then those two weeks, do you know they were doing a sexual purity class too? And so this I, is crazy. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like for, and it was for men and women. It wasn't just for, mm-hmm. boy, you know, girls. But I feel like the pressure is more on it's the girl. On women. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's on women, yeah. Because you know, even when when you and your friends talk about daughters, and you're like, if your son, if you found out your son was having sex, you're gonna pound him up, you're gonna dap him up, you will say, my boy, right? <laughs> but if you found out your daughter was having sex, you would be losing your mind. I can't believe somebody would do that. You're never going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like the the restrictions that my sister and I had growing up, my brother don't have them same restrictions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I'm sure, likewise for you, you got three, four sisters. Yeah, you no, know, absolutely. and so it's not we're not given the same room to be comfortable with our bodies especially those of us that grew up in church though like it's about modesty and don't don't do more than you know than to for a man to look at you and and his eyes turn away from the lord you know what i'm saying so (laughs) you really are truly afraid of who you are and the feelings you have even though really i mean them classes like i think they make you more inquisitive about why y'all making me not want to do this so bad and this will this will open up my eyes in the book is that he what he's what he's basically saying is that it's it, this is why it's so much harder for women to one understand but also to meet the need of a man when it comes to because we're married you know so we're going to talk about being in a mar- in a marriage mm-hmm. think of having to suppress your sexuality for twenty plus years thirty plus years whatever it is and now you you marry a man where you're his everything you're his porn star you're his everything you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And you have to be this, but you you have no idea how to be it. Yeah, I think, but that's the thing. And so this this is where the problem lies, man. But the problem lies, my question to you is, do you feel like the problem lies in our understanding? Like, I don't think, I feel like men more so are so focused on trying to get the need met that you're also not willing to help her explore her. It it talked about it. It said that men don't feel like having to teach what what they feel like... the woman should know. And on the other side, she genuinely doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that she's trying to she's trying to deprive you. She it's not that she's trying not to meet your need. It's that she genuinely has no clue. And for us, we don't want to have to teach. We're thinking like, you should know this already. And that's not the that's not the case. That's where the work comes in where you have to two both of you all have to work on this in the relationship no that's in order to have your both your needs met but i think it's two it's two things that i've learned so far in this episode the first thing being is is that we have to be more understanding on both parts of like he's not affectionate i understand that because that's not his primary you know focus and she's not you know, a a porn star every night, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, because right. that's not her main focus. Yeah. And I think when we start to have these conversations openly or, or you know, our, our goal for the podcast period is to help people facilitate conversations the way they were, you know, kind of just popping up for us. And it's like, then we, we even this book, like, I'm like, oh my God, you got to read this. You got to look at this. And it's like, we're now able to have the same conversations that have been being had amongst us for mm-hmm. years. Yep. But now I understand what you've been getting at the whole time when you say 
you know, I need it. Like I think about it so much. You don't understand. I couldn't. I've been as I've been asking Malcolm recently. Like, can you count? the amount of times a day like i really am curious to know how many times it happens like it's crazy and you but but it's like how can i like that's a moment where you feel like that's crazy but your wife is actually in actively trying to understand you yeah but you look at it like i'm not doing that no i i completely understand And, and i see that you're genuinely intrigued and wanting to know because you want to learn and also which we didn't talk about really you know today and we don't want to but the book was kind of basically, basically this book was based upon knowing what these needs are and how to meet them in order for you to not go through infidelity. Yeah. Because what, what he what he referenced so many times in the book is examples of how when these needs aren't being met in your relationship, there's somehow they're going to be they, they're going to be sought after somewhere else, even in the most faithful of relationships this thing can happen mm-hmm. because of, and he gave all these different scenarios of, of how, you know, okay, my need isn't being met uh, with you physically, but someone is being nice to me at work. And, yeah. you know, and it's continuously happening. Something like that. next thing you know, y'all are doing, y'all, y'all are having a, a, an affair. And we don't, you know, we don't want to talk about that per se. Just because that's not our personal story. That's not our story. Not that's, that it doesn't you know, happen we don't and condone not that it. it's not we don't condone it. But this is but this is a, a real premise. a that's the premise of the book, but it's a real conversation uh to be had amongst each other, amongst people, because you need these everyone needs their needs met. The the truth is the truth is like and I feel like I might have said it on another episode or I might not have, but this is my first fully faithful relationship. Like, not that I, I cheated one time, just one time. I get it. But every relationship I had ever been in, I always was talking to another guy, just Mm -hmm. in case. Mm -hmm. You're the first dude that I ever been with that I didn't have my just in case guy. And I think, I think. Except for when I was dating that dude, when I was dating you. That's like the first month of our relationship. Yes, but I mean. Of talking. We weren't even in a relationship. But I, I think that's because. I gave no room for you to, to to question. You know what I'm saying? I, That's there was real. there was security there, and for me, I understood that then. That in order for me to get a 100 percent you, you have to see 100 percent of me. You know what I'm saying? And you have to you have to understand that you have to trust me 100 percent. And the only way I can do that is by showing you that. Yeah, that's And real. being true to my word. But I think a lot of people. They they are they they do operate like that. They don't know, mm-hmm. and they're operating in this fear like I don't know what this person may be doing, anything like that. Well, this is why you have to talk about your needs and what you want to have met, in order for that to not even be a you know a thing to to to, to even deal with. Let me ask you this: Do you feel like, due to the sexual nature of a man, that men who get married feel like they could have been cheated? in marriage by the lack thereof of sex i do think i think majority of men probably feel that way and what i mean by majority i think there's it's higher than 50 Mm percent of men probably feel that way because uh i mean he he said in the book is that they're giving up their sexual experience for this one person and they they'll feel like they're being deprived because they're not having you know when we first when we first uh Moved in together. And mm-hmm. I, I told you what I first thought it was going to be like. Yes. 
I thought sex every night until you grow and you learn and you you know you're in a, a real relationship where you see that that is not possible, young man. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's not that's not physically possible for her, and that's it's not possible in general for your relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's not going to help y'all grow. Yeah. You know that that that's not going to be the thing that helps y'all grow, and it's, but but it is a thing. It it is a thing that men think about. It is a thing that men uh, desperately long for, and a lot and a lot of men. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're single, divorced, whatever. I don't care what it is. Single, married, or in a relationship, men do feel that way. But based on what you're saying, this book is talking about of how to meet the the needs of your spouse. We can we have to take accountability of knowing we can do better in that area in order for us to be to have our needs met even more. Yeah, I think one of the things that was really important to talk about was like it talked about achieving sexual cap, uh, compatibility, and but the reason why you have to focus on achieving sexual compatibility is because of the actual differences between men and women sexually. So the first thing being. Uh, your sexual drive testosterone is what gives you a higher sex drive we don't have that Mm -hmm. or we I guess we have low doses I don't know whatever I don't want no scientist or no doctor to tell me I'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) um, the one being sexual drive the the second one being sexual awareness what we just talked about where you're saying like boys um, are sexually exploratory way earlier than we are Mm -hmm. Um, and by the time you get married you typically know exactly what you need sexually and then the third being sexual motivation the male's primary reason is to relieve the craving whereas a woman's primary reason is for intimacy and emotional bonding and so that's where understanding why you need it but what I need to want it eliminates the 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 commotion or the blow-ups or the misunderstandings as to why i can't wait till we do that other episode i really want to tell y'all what it is what's gonna take this to a whole nother level but like i said um i really didn't fully understand myself sexually due to my upbringing due to um you know (laughs) i remember one time somebody told me um or told my sister not to wear tight pants like me yeah that's crazy you know what i'm saying but it's like so it's like imagine not hearing that that's though. Like, yeah, like how I, am I supposed to? That's how I can sympathize, especially reading this book. How was that's how so eye opening is that I never thought about it from that perspective, mm-hmm. and now I can see it from from that perspective. I can see why there there could be strife. You know, I can see why a woman could struggle in that area. And it, I mean, let's talk about the second thing that they said that y'all that y'all can't do without. And that's intimate conversation. <laughs> intimate conversation. And that's, like, why don't men like talking to us? Like, that's how we feel. We feel like, especially women in relationships, it's like y'all go for, like, let me say married. For my Like, women in long-term relationships or married, uh-huh. it's like we can feel as if y'all niggas just don't F with us. <laughs> like, you don't want to talk to us. Like, you all, I'm like, what's on your mind today? And like nothing. <laughs> How was your day? <laughs> How was your day? It's Good. It's like we f- like you think you're responding. Yeah. We feel like y'all do not want to talk to us. See, the, all right, intimate conversation. Mm-hmm. For me, I think I've gotten better with this. You have. I think because I be became more intrigued with learning you and you know we've been together 10 years 
Fact. That's a long time. Very. And we're not the same people we were when we first met. Mm-hmm. So I do want to continuously learn you. But the intimate conversation is sometimes, man, I mean, we, we just don't have much to say. And, and the thing is, if we do, we will voice it. We will voice it, especially when we amongst our, you know, our peers. But that's the part that, first of all, men are, like if our, our friends were here right now, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all have all the things to say. We find out everything y'all are By feeling. listening to us? No, no, no. We find out everything you're feeling in group settings. <laughs> that's good. Because you feel like, oh, yeah. shoot, I'm not alone. Like, typically, that's what it is. Like, but me right. too, nigga. Let's explore that. Re- so... You hear you 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 learn more about us in a group setting or how how we're feeling and how we're thinking, in the be, in the Me Too vibes because there's less there's less to deal with from you when we're in a social proof situation. But so, every time you get in the car, I'll be like, so listen, it's a it's a lot easier to voice it when you have amens <laughs> than when you have okay, you women's here and most of, so let's let's. Let's explore this though, because anytime a man does begin to express himself, women begin to combat, and they they begin they they begin to depict. <laughs> you about to do it just now? I'm, yeah. not, I'm about to respond. <laughs> Y'all about to, to see I'm, it on camera? I'm about to respond to the comment on the floor. Y'all respond, but y'all y'all tend to dissect, combat. And not take accountability for the things that we are saying. Is it combativeness or is it just a response? No, it's it's definitely combativeness because if there's a back and forth, responding is completely different than a reaction. We get more so reactions, which is quick. A response takes time. One, you develop a thought, you develop a whole a whole thing that we begin to have a conversation. But when we start arguing, that is from a reaction. That's from you depicting what I'm saying, and now I'm going. I'm coming back at you, and, and, and sometimes it could be from our delivery. But we're we're also not the best at delivering something when we're talking about because we're black and white. We're going to say how we feel. Unfortunately, that's the problem. It is a problem. Here's here, here's my thoughts on that. I, I don't think that women we don't intentionally try to be combative. I think one of the biggest issues is that because it takes so long for y'all to get there, just like mm-hmm. let, let me tell y'all. Can can I just give a real life story i already talked about it the story that we just talked about from our conversation in maryland we was at your mom's house and i'm like i asked you for one thing <laughs> <laughs> like i literally literally we i think we had just put Kate in the bed you're watching the game this is probably like a day six <laughs> we have been in town and like legit i'm like you good are we cool and you like what you mean like and I'm like, we need to, let's talk, like, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, I just really feel a little disconnected, mm-hmm. you know? And you're like, well, I can feel that way too. Because, I mean, sexually. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, you missed your damn oop. I gave you the, I said, let's go get us a little room at the Marriott. 
you could have had your whole shebang. You know what I'm saying? Because I was also thinking about you in that moment. But you became, you got, you received combativeness. Combativeness begat combativeness. <laughs> and you combated me when I said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's true. That's what I was, like, what happened? And let's talk. And you're like, what are we talking about? Or why you want to talk at night? Because, nigga, when are we going to talk? <laughs> like, I don't understand. This is the first time we've been able to sit down quietly without our child. So I'm not really sure what you mean by, right. you know what I'm saying? And so then I, but it was like, typically, I think it comes because we're starting to express ourselves. So when we express ourselves and now you respond with why, you can't be mad at me for re-responding with my why to your why of why we're talking about this in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it's like y'all receive it as being combative, but it's like, one, I seek to understand everything. So what you may think is combative is me just asking a secondary question so I can get more knowledge as to what it is that we're talking about. How can I really get the understanding for where you are with this or what it is that I missed or what are you really looking for? And in that conversation in particular, which I think, like you said, we've grown like we've we've grown to be able to have these conversations a little better, a little better, because obviously yeah, this, we're is still, struggle. this is an everyday thing. We are growing every day. Every year we get better. I feel like every time a woman expresses her need and you now share your piece of that you feel like we're being combative, it's probably because why the hell are you just telling me this? We had sex in 45 days. Well, so, it's right, like, so, why didn't you say that 30 days ago? We, we're, we're always constantly, men are constantly thinking of how am I making her feel? We're, we're constantly considering your y'all's feelings and, you know, your happiness. We always are. And coming to you you know, in a way that, that we may not fully understand yet, well, we know that will that would just bring that will bring strife in a relationship. And the thing, the number one thing men value is peace. And peace in the home at that. So if I'm going to cause an uproar about something that I'm <laughs> feeling, I best be damn sure ready to to have the consequence of what's coming of what I'm about to say. And some of the time, most of the time, it takes us time to kind of sift through how we're feeling, how we felt in that moment. Most of the time, we probably even got over it, so it really doesn't matter. For women, it's very different. Y'all, y'all can sit in it and y'all and it can suffer, you know. But for us, we generally probably can get over it a lot faster. But if we do voice it, best believe it's been built up, and that's probably a that that's toxic. You know, I ain't saying it's the it best. Is. It's it's toxic only because when a woman now asks to have a conversation, you know what I'm saying? It's like, let's talk about us. You know what I mean? And it's like, what about us? Like, nigga, you don't want to talk to me? Like, or can we talk about something? Can we talk about our dreams? Can we talk about our goals? Can we talk about, can we just talk about something? And what I thought was really, really interesting is that it says three reasons why conversation is important for relational success. The first one is it's, just an integral part of how important emotional needs are met because now there's a sense of understanding. There's no way that you can tell me about your sexual need without talking to me. There's mm -hmm. no way we could talk about our financial desires or, or where security or, you know, parental styles or all the stuff that we need to discuss, affirmations, um, affection, all that stuff is through talking. But the problem is, that's probably why, go ahead, my bad. No, you good. Talk. No, 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 I want to make sure you can talk. No, no, you're, you're good. You're good. I want, I want to hear your thought. 
The second one being necessary. It's necessary for everyday problem solving and conflict resolution. I think that's the biggest issue with men and women and why it seems so combative or seems like there's always conflict in a relationship is because the only time we're finally having a intimate or deep conversation or something with some damn substance Mm -hmm. is when there's an issue. That's true. I mean, but that's typically when y'all 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 want to talk too is when that's y'all not, might might be having an issue. It's not always when we're having an issue though. Sometimes it's literally like I just want to talk to you. I want to see like what's on your mind. Y'all hate a what's on your mind question. Nothing. It's not that. What's we a hate better it. way? It's, what's it's, a better way to for ask you, that? You ask that at one a.m. You ask you be asking questions like like that's the, deepest, the first time. I, but this is asking the deepest. Can I make it make sense to you? You want me to ask you why? You want me to tell you why? Yes. One, you just got finished watching them damn Lakers and what I am. That's the first thing. Two, um, I think for me, those are intimate moments for me simply because that's probably the moment when my brain has finally shut off from the rest of the world, the rest of the day. Like, I, I don't really think y'all understand, like, the way y'all feel like about sex, I don't think you understand the amount of things that goes through a woman's head every waking moment. There's something to think about, someone to think about, because what you got to understand is as a woman, especially as a wife and as a mother, there's always somebody to take care of. Yeah, always. And so there's it's, it's either the home or it's your, your your relationship, it's your child, it's your career, it's your business. And so sometimes for me, it's literally the first time I've been able to shut off everything to now say how are you? What's on your mind? What's going on? How was your day? What are you thinking about? What do you want? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Those are the moments. And I think, like I said, this is why these kind of conversations are important because you wouldn't understand why you probably get that question at 1 a.m. Now, I've understood that it also bothers you. So now I'm going to ask you at 8 a.m. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, good morning. How are you? What's on your mind today? You Nothing <laughs> because you just started your day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for me, like the 1 a.m. and you're being very... I'm over-exaggerating. You're over-exaggerating it. But that's why, though, because those are the moments that I finally had some quiet time to even want to consider to have a conversation. That makes sense. I mean, so let's let's talk about some of the solutions he gave. Oh, wait. I got to give you reason number three. Oh, what's the reason number three? That most women just enjoy talking. Well, that's true because y'all y'all will call correct. each other and talk all day. I will sit on the and phone, and that's complete opposite of men. We're not doing but that. But that's what you gotta understand is like if that. you know this is the problem though. Y'all don't care, and that's y'all response to everything. Like I don't care about that, but it's like, but you know I do. Yeah. I don't understand how you could just respond and be like, that's not a priority for me. But you know it is for me, so do something about that. No, but we thinking like, okay, if you got a girlfriend, like like a a female, I'm not friend, having sex with her. Okay. But y'all can talk like you can meet. So that that is also remember a point in our relationship where I told you I'm like you need your friend <laughs> because I can't do this. Right now I think there There's are different levels needs of that com- correct. female friends meet. Yes, for you for for women, especially when you're in a relationship like. There needs to be that balance. But it's like, even if you go back to the Married AF, AF episode, that's one of the things that she was talking about. I needed some emotional connection to the person that I'm with. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So na- And so even with his needs, her needs, that was a part of her need that he wasn't meeting. So wasn't now meeting. she brought in another her because she knows that this person can meet it because that's what we do. Mm, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think it's important to say this. It says women 
Remember that most women fall in love with a man who sets aside time to share conversation and affection with them because that's what you're doing when you're getting to know me. So you guys have put us in a position to, when we on the phone, boo-loving and late at night and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what you've built as a routine. Only to be living with me now, we never speak. Yeah. That's weird. like what happened you are no longer it it feels as if you're no longer intrigued with me it's Mm. it like you're trying to do it what's your favorite color where your parents from you know what's your what's your dream vacation or where you know what i'm saying you're doing all those things to butter me up now we get to the altar or we just get into cohabitation and now it's like we're all we're on mute all day and we're just sitting in each other's space Mm. which makes us feel lack of cared for you're not chasing me no more. So it's like, why do y'all lose the chase after? We, I, don't, I don't think it's a lose the chase, babe. I, I really don't think it's that. I think it feel, that's, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, I, I just think you you get into one a routine. Um, you're doing life together. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're you're going to see the ups and downs of somebody. So you you just don't know how they deal with stress. You don't know how they deal with. With being happy, you know, you know what I'm saying. You don't know any of these things until you cohabitate, and when you cohabitate, you 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 begin to peel back those layers, and a lot of time that man, that I mean, that could be that is the work though. That is the work that that has to be done um, within a relationship, especially a marriage. Well, you wanted to talk about the conversation tips for husbands and wives, men and women, uh, people in relationships in general. Um, Here's number one. Remember how it was when you were dating. I think that's a major key yeah. to help continue to, like you said, be intrigued with a person. Always date. Yeah. Always be dating. Um, the second one was women have a need to engage in conversations about her concerns and interests with somebody she feels like cares for her deeply. Let me say that one more time. Women have a need to engage in conversations about their uh, concerns and interests with someone who f- she feels like actually cares for her yeah. deeply. Okay. Um, get in the habit of spending a alone time with your partner, giving each of you uh, undivided attention. So not me sitting in your space while you watch the game or us watching the show together, which we're really, really good for that. Like, I mean, we do enjoy just being in each other's space. We don't always have to talk, but it's like making sure that there are those undivided moments so we can kind of check in. Like, how are you feeling? And not just about yourself, but how 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 am I doing as your wife? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How am I doing as your partner? Yeah. Um, I just said most women fall in love with a man who sets aside, times, uh, sets aside time to share conversations and affection with them. They stay in love, though, with men who continue to meet those needs. So what about from, is there anything about the man's perspective? It's not about you. This is my need. Got it. Wow. So the, so the book ends with the, so here's the thing. We're not even in the ending. This is like chapter four. I know. But one thing I took from it is that they said being excited to meet the need or a, or a specific task Mm -hmm. or, something that your spouse may want to do that you may not necessarily want to do yourself, but doing it anyway, don't being genuine about it and, and having fun doing it, enjoy doing it mm-hmm. also increases that, that, uh, that need or not, not increases It meets the need, yeah. but also increases the bond between you two. For sure. Example of this was when you said you wanted to take Christmas photos. Mm hmm. When you told me you want to take Christmas photos, for me, you know, I'm a guy. I don't really care about photos. 
that's just us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> This is just Our Christmas photos are fire. They're fire as hell, though. So you are grateful that I wanted. Here's to the do thing. That. This is what I'm saying. So for me, I don't necessarily care for that. But I saw the need of my wife needing this from us, from from me, to be on board with this, and I'm like, cool, let's do it. I have fun doing it, and I genuinely wanted to do it. Not only, not not uh, not just for you, but also. Because I'm learning from this book, like I gotta meet the need of my wife in this moment. Like, okay, she wants to do this. All right, let's do it. And I find joy in it. And I think we we also, I mean, we we kind of we made some fire ass content for this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was dope. The haters. But that's that's a simple. What I'm saying. What the reason why I bring it up is because that's a simple example of of me taking what I learned in this book and implementing it right then and there because. I saw the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we had a, a, a great time. We enjoyed ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And we liked the results. I wouldn't have necessarily thought that would have happened had I just been like, eh, I don't really feel like doing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. But I decided to do it anyway. Yeah. And that's the thing, like for my men, like this is the gym for you. And for, you know, women too, because y'all, y'all could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And remember that time I took you <laughs> to the basketball game? <laughs> She was doing this for me. I was. It and was a really long time, though. I just she had was to let over her know my, my check engine light was starting to come on. She told me her check engine light was on. Like, all right, I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm tired. And for, I'm the like, rec, for the understanding, for context, we were there for four hours at this point. We were. <laughs> we were, but, you know, it's There fine. was still another quarter left. There was. It was really good basketball. But either way. You, in that moment, you, you I mean, you try. Obviously, you didn't read this book at that time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You probably would have did something different. You know? I <laughs> probably I would wouldn't have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But also, like, I just wanted to include you in it. I would have gone by myself. You know what yes. I'm saying? So I I just wanted to include you in that. Mm-hmm. But but there is a lesson in, in this is that being intentional for your partner in something that they may need that you may not want or need yourself, but you'll find joy in it, too. This is like... And bring y'all closer together. But that was the same thing for me the other day when, for for me, it was meeting your sexual need. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't in a a formal, traditional state of being, right? It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I can't deal with this. <laughs> Ooh, man, I can't deal with this new spot. We got... <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But, like, for me, it was, like, the other day when I met your sexual need, but it was, like, for you, what you were saying to me that night when we had the conversation was, like, where's the spontaneity in that? Like, wh- when are you giving me the unexpected vibes of, like, oh, shoot, this is about to happen. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was, like, I found enjoyment because I'm, like, oh, this is about to yes. throw him off. This is about yeah. to change his life. He is going to love me. And the next day, you up my Christmas shopping budget. And I just thought that was. You see, yeah. like. It's a give and take. <laughs> no, that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. Like it's. I mean, it's a it's a give and take. It is. It's a give and take, and and that's that's marriage in a nutshell. But for sure. So getting money. It also said getting money shouldn't prevent you from meeting her need for intimate conversations. It's basically saying like sometimes you know if a man is the full time provider or their um or their contribution causes them to be out more. It's saying like you, sh- you that shouldn't stop you from meeting the need of her, knowing she needs to still talk. Right. 
um, never make demands um, on each other. Never be disrespectful. Never say anything when you're angry. Never remind each other of past mistakes. Use your time to inform, investigate, and understand each other. Develop interest in each other's favorite topics. And learn how to avoid interrupting each other, which whew, is a struggle for me. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things. Yeah, so for healthy conversation, tips. I think we gave some gems. Uh, we talked a lot about, you know. You got to talk about your last one though before you wrap up. What's the last one? Recreational. What he can't do without, which is recreational companionship. Yeah, I think we did talk about like like something that I like to do that you. But why is that a need for men though? Like what? It's so. Men, we already don't talk to a lot of people. And if you're the person we talk to the most, you're essentially you're you're our friend, our homie, but are also you know we we love you in a in a whole different way. So yeah, I want you to come to the to the game with me, chill with me at the game, and do something that I like to do. And we see that as like, okay, she you know she ride she she enjoys this too as well. We that's something we don't necessarily get all the time. So it's it's just a it's just a want it's just a desire, but for me you know I I can go solo dolo it don't matter but but you can't because remember when you wanted to go to the game uh, the Cabrini game at Eastern and um it was like the night we thought it was the night we were uh, getting to town but it ended up being the night before that oh yeah and, fly, and I was like no, not I was flying. like you can go ahead and fly ahead of I'm us not, and I'll see you the next day and you were like that's not you did not say that you didn't want to go you said I want to be there with my family you didn't yeah. say but that's what I'm saying I think that's where I don't know if we as women understand that need of wanting to have the homie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so that's why I wanted you to still kind of touch on that to help us understand like what that looks like for y'all because it says something that he can't live without is actually having a recreational companion. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like what you said. We we, we just want somebody there. Mm-hmm. And typically, if we're going to have somebody there, we want it to be our significant other, our yeah. other half. Um, that's just naturally, you know, for me, I didn't want to travel without my family. You know, I didn't want to pull up to the game without y'all there. You know what I'm saying? And that was just, you know, it is what it is. I, I haven't really explored that, like the recreational thing. That's the first time I've ever seen that or, you know, seen it explained in that way. But I guess, it, I mean, it, t- it tends to make sense because I've heard men say, like bro, she she hopped on the she hopped on the game with me, and, and they was just like in love, you know what I'm saying with this <laughs> with this woman because they hopped on the game with him. Like that's cool, bro, but you know I don't care about games. But he did, he valued that, and the fact that she she came and hopped on the game with him, he like yo, you, oh snap, you a homie like they we just enjoy it. I don't, I can't I can't really explain the feeling, but it's more so uh. That, an admirable does it, feeling. Does it give you a feeling of security and connection? Like it, it gives a sense of connection, but it's more so like like it's like that that admiring thing. Like okay, I admire her for one being okay with stepping into this lane, even into if, your world, into my world. Like she's intentionally trying to step into my world and not to be overbearing of it, but to to understand my world a lot more. I love it. So, yeah. Dope conversation. His needs, her needs. We hope y'all got 
some value, some gems from this. Like, I mean, I feel like I learned a lot more yet again. I think we're always going to be learning, and uh, I'm definitely excited about the other version of this that we're going to do because I think that <laughs> yeah. genre is going to be bananas. I mean, I feel like we, we talked about it. <laughs> no, we didn't we talk did, about We it. didn't, but I'm saying. <laughs> no, like, this one goes to, we talked about sex, but like, uh, the we're going to talk about the five sex needs of him and for, for women. It's a whole women. different thing. It's yeah. a whole, change my life. Whole different Change my life. It's a whole different book. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, you got any life lessons from this? Uh, life lesson is, I think what I, what I talked about, um, towards the end is finding a way to, to be happy doing something that you might not have thought you would be happy doing for your spouse, uh, doing it anyway and doing it not only for them, but also to grow a connection for, uh, with them, um, being intentional. Uh, I think all men could do that more, especially myself. I could be more intentional about do, doing things. I try to be now. I try to grow in that area, but it's always room for growth. But, yeah, life lesson is uh, be intentional, man, with, with growing in your relationship and learning your spouse and, and, and trying to be a better spouse to your spouse. I would say my life lesson is to remain curious. I think when okay. you remain curious, it allows you to be intentional. Um, when you remain a person that wants to learn this person and do things that make them feel good, um, you know, even despite personal desires or, you know, whatever, feelings and stuff like that, I think right. it's important to just remain curious to to know what either makes that person tick and how can I grow from those areas, but also what they want. And, and the wants continue to change because we continue to change. We're, we're different people at 30 than we were at 20. We said that on our first episode. Completely um, different. You know, and so your needs and your desires, your wants, the things that you like and dislike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know, are completely different than they were 10 years ago. And so remaining curious to continue to know you at every stage of your life is, I think, something that's really, that was my life lesson from today. So... I love it. Great conversation. Really, really dope vibe. Thank you for joining me. Yes, <laughs> uh, obviously. Tell them where they can find us. Yes, this has been another episode of the So Let's Talk About It podcast. You can follow me on all platforms at Brittany Donnell. You can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And then you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About It pod on all platforms. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.